The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to uh, A Window on the World Wednesday today. Whatever's on your mind, call 661368. Open line today. Now we'll look at the GP system on the Isle of Man later on today. It's uh, an issue Manx Care's been discussing, obviously. The question of the Balasella Medical Centre's recent decision to hand back the contract. Well, they've got this five months' notice on it, but uh, they're handing back the contract. Uh, they're trying hard to re- recruit new GPs, but can't see a way to continue to serve Balasella residents after July. Can you imagine that? After July. What on earth is going to happen, particularly if you live in and around Balasella, or if you're on the books at Balasella Medical Centre? What's the, maybe if you've been there, what's the atmosphere in the waiting room like? Uh, text, email, call, WhatsApp. Hello, I'm just ringing up uh, from Governor's Hill with regards to the parks department of the government, i.e. they cut all the bushes, trees, hedges, whatever, grass. And I'd just like to say the squad that's doing it uh, and the team leader is Colin. I just want to say they've done an excellent job and they work hard. And Oliver's another name, and they work with young, with with a lot of younger people. All I can say is that uh, they work hard and they've done a good job, and to say thank you to them. Uh, text, email, call, WhatsApp, um, uh, and also, did you hear the story about serious consideration uh, should be given? to reinstating the railway bridges on the Heritage Trail to support active travel. Well, this is uh, one of four recommendations from a committee that's been looking into ways to support walking and cycling. A report by the Environment uh, and Infrastructure Policy Review Committee on active travel is going to be laid before Tinwall next month. It'll be debated in May. Work on the bridges was previously given a green light, but then was halted in its tracks. Uh, the committee chair, Rob Mercer, wasn't clear how that decision actually came about. During our evidence gathering, we did not see if Department of Infrastructure had consulted with Department for Enterprise on this, who seemed to be quite supportive of this type of scheme. And it's a bit of a crossover here between what is active travel and what is leisure. For example, those bridges, if they were to be reinstated, uh, and you could have the pathway from Douglas right the way through to Ramsey, I believe it would make it the second longest off-road walking and cycle path in the British Isles. I mean, it's still possible to go down from where you would go across the bridge and and then go back up the other side. So why would we need to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on these bridges? Well, we have to have some regard for accessibility. And I think some of those crossing points would be very difficult for people with mobility problems. And actually, on one of those roads, you're crossing a very, very fast, unrestricted section of road. You are recommending that the Department of Infrastructure adopts a broader 
definition of active travel and includes a whole raft of government agencies, local authorities to try and deliver this. Yeah, and this came partly from the evidence session with Professor Worden, who is the interim public health chief. He pointed us at these wider definitions and uh, we, we agree with him, I think, as a committee that that is a, it's something that should be looked at. It was very narrowly focused, the original one, on two and a half miles around Douglas. Because people travel actively, not just around Douglas. So we, we were looking at them to reconsider those kind of things based on the evidence that was provided to us, not just by public health, but by the Department of Education, Sport and Culture. And it would have been good, I think, for them to have consulted with DFE over some aspects of this as well. It is fair to say that the Isle of Man has a very strong motoring culture. Are you um, trying to be uh, King Canute here, you know, stop the advancing tide of petrol heads? No, absolutely not. No. And there's nothing in this report that suggests that, and nor should it. 11 minutes past 12 on Max Radio. A note in from Pat, who just says, regarding the railway bridges, once again, uh, they want to pander to the cyclists. Instead of wasting hundreds of thousands of pounds of taxpayers' money on reinstating the railway bridges, sort out the hospital, the GPs and the dentists. It's a harebrained waste of money. Thank you, Pat. I'm not saying that doesn't actually come from the same budget, but you get the picture. That was Rob Mercer, uh, the MLC, chair of the Environment and Infrastructure Policy Review Committee, and serious consideration given to reinstating the railway bridges on the Heritage Trail to support active travel. A note in from Ronnie, who just said, I just wonder whether Mr Mercer drives a car. Is he's going to be cycling everywhere? When they start cycling, maybe the rest of us should follow their example. Uh, Fun fair on the promenade, says Jack. Uh, this has sort of got loads of messages left over from yesterday. Fun fair on the promenade. The question is, how much do Douglas Corporation or the government charge for renting the space? That, I would suggest, is a big barrier for tailors to come over. Uh, it isn't a clean-up after the cost. Do you know, we've never really found the accounts on this. Nobody's actually said who pays what and to whom and what they what the level of service is. Tailors always say they pay their way on the steam packet, and crack it must cost a lot of money to bring a funfair on the steam packet, considering the number of uh, articulated and trucks and what have you that they have. So do they, did they pay to rent the space on the walkway? Do they pay, did they pay for the cleanup after the event? Who pays for the fencing? Who pays for the security? I just wonder what your thoughts are. Messages also came in yesterday saying, uh, lots of people saying that the funfair is nothing to do with the TT. Well, there are lots of things that are nothing to do with the TT that also run during the TT. And if it makes people happy, what's the problem? Stop being such a killjoy. Uh, medicinal cannabis is a rip-off, says this correspondent, 501. First you pay per gram, then the chemist adds another couple of pounds a gram, and the charges you pay £30 prescription charge per, per item. And when you f finally get the prescription home... Uh, you find dry, stale cannabis that is worse than useless. Is that right? You're cheaper buying off a street dealer. Thank you, text to five. I'm sure you're not doing that from personal effect. But does Amsterdam have a huge problem with drugs gangs? I bet not, says text to 970. Uh, I say legalise cannabis and tax it just like tobacco. A large tax, but uh, legal 
people pay the dealers large sums, why not pay the government? Uh, says Nick on 970. We've not heard any politician actually come out and say it should be the government's responsibility to collect the tax. Well, it depends where you're going to sell it from. I mean, surely, really, the retail point is where the tax would be paid, whether it's a, a cannabis duty or just VAT, because I'm presuming it will be VAT liable. So where's it going to be sold? The old question, is it going to be sold in shops where alongside... Um, cigarettes, normal cigarettes and, and uh, cigarette papers and what have you. Is it going to be sold, uh, sold in, let's just say, health food shops? Or is it going to be sold in pharmacies? Or should it be sold, sold in cafes? Everybody goes on about the, you know, the cafe culture in Amsterdam and uh, what you can get in Amsterdam. I, I don't know whether the civic leaders in Amsterdam or in, inordinately proud of Amsterdam's reputation, or it's just something that's kind of bubbled up through the street culture through the 1970s. Uh, and uh, Des just said, I forgot to say it should be like a pub. Sorry, Des, I can't remember what you were talking about yesterday. Uh, how has the gas rocketed? Surely there's got to be an answer, says uh, uh, this texter, 400 uh, my son still can't get a plumbing apprenticeship. Why can't the college do a one-year course and then companies will be more willing as they have more experience, says Joe. Uh, still this uh, problem with uh, qualifying people, whether it's plumbing. I think they do certainly do a, a, a construction course, don't they, at the college? I, I don't know whether there was a, a plumbing course at one time. But thanks for that information. True about the parking disc. Couldn't get one for love no money the other day. Got a parking fine. Explained. But I had to pay, says Lisa. Take a pen and a piece of paper. You could probably draw your own clock face on, couldn't you? Make them. Uh, it, it, David Wrong says, uh, this correspondent, you can pick up discs from post offices, commissioners' offices, newspaper shops, and certain garages says 755. Yes, but which ones? Which commissioner's officers, which post officers, which garages, which shops? Lots of people can't get parking discs. Uh, people aren't going to fill in a piece of paper. It just gets worse. Says, well, apparently the new parking discs are going to be here in March, so they're saying. So we keep our fingers crossed where that's concerned. So, the story about uh, GPs on the Isle of Man and what is going to happen, uh, what the um, uh, structure is for the future, and the, the actual availability of GPs. Obviously, the crunch is going to come. It can't help but come. Because uh, when you get situations like Ballasella Medical Center handing back the contract, then something is going wrong somewhere. You heard uh, Theresa Cope saying they're going to look at the pay rises for next year. We'll see. The pavement needs to be fixed before replacing railway bridges. Surely that's an easier option for active travel. That's text to 103. Uh, isn't it ironic, says Dick, after we hear only a fraction of calls to GPs are answered on time, we now hear that the same doctors are dissatisfied with a 6% pay rise which is the same as civil servants get in the surgery, who answer the phone. 
Why should doctors get more than them? Why should a teacher get more than 6% of uh, the 6% their civil servant teaching assistants get as well? The answer, I'm afraid, says Dick, is greed. Anyone who's paid well over the average should realise there are a lot of people worse off than them and they should be happy with what they get, especially GPs. Hearing that MLC wanting to waste money, no, sort out the NHS, GP's education, or the only active travel will be people leaving the Isle of Man, says G. Uh, reinstating the bridges under the active travel fad, another excuse to siphon money off for uh, favoured builders. Give me some inside information, Fran. Who are the favoured builders? <laughs> Text. Let's see a show of hands. People who will commute to work from Ramsey to Douglas on a bicycle via Kurt Michael to St. John's through to Douglas, says D. No one. Well, we don't know that for certain. That's your opinion. But you can guarantee it'll be closer to zero than 100. 488. Oh, by the way, if you are willing to commute from Ramsey to Douglas on a bicycle... Whichever way you're going, Kurt Michael, St. John's, over the mountain, or via uh, Laxey and Baldrine, then by all means, please tell me. If the rail route is to be instated, spending public money, then it's got to be uh, future-proofed for future generations. Surely we need to uh, put the... This is John, and uh, a message in from Hugh, who also says, yes, we need to future-proof the bridges so that they can take what they were built to take, rail travel in the future. As we get to a green future, surely light rail travel is the future for public transport. Uh, Sue says, my uh, my brother lives in Amsterdam. I'm going to ask him about criminal gangs in Amsterdam. Thank you, Sue. I don't know which way, quite which way to take that. No fun fair again, says Graham. I feel sorry for the children. Thank you, Graham. Uh, how much money has already been spent on the steel structures for these bridges, says 581. And the government spent a fortune on the cycleway on Paul Rose Bridge. I have never seen a cyclist use it, says Ian. Well, if you are a cyclist and you use Paul Rose Bridge, then stand forward and tell us. It's often the way, of course, that um, lots of people won't see other people cycling. Because they're in vehicles. Right, text, email, call and WhatsApp. How do you entice NHS staff to come to the Isle of Man? Says uh, TP. We have our own tax law. So instead of going on strike or a pay rise, why not give all NHS staff work tax-free? Tax-free, TP. What are you insisting on? I fully support anything that will assist more with cycling. I'm uh, 50 years, 52 years old and recently started cycling again. Riding on the Heritage Trail is lovely. To have more of that will be great. We hear so much about the millions spent on big-ticket projects, but surely this is real benefit to people on the Isle of Man. So, GPs and the system in the Isle of Man. It's an issue Magscare has been discussing following Balasala Medical Center's recent decision to hand back the contract. The practice says it's trying to recruit GPs but can't see a way to go on after July. So how does Magscare tackle the issue? Shoprite, shopping that's better all round. 
Shopping that costs less before you even start. Less travel, fuel and time. Because our stores are local to you. Prices? ShopRite has low prices as well as price matching. And switch and save is something else. Sainsbury's own brand. Hundreds of items you buy every day. Famous Sainsbury's Quality Assured. Adding up to pounds less at the checkout. ShopRite. Proudly locally owned. Now this is really important because GPs are fundamental in our health system. So, how do we tackle the issue of recruiting GPs, getting enough and making sure they're paid enough so they are happy? Banxcare has been urging patients at Balasala Medical Centre not to seek to register with other surgeries. At a board meeting, Chief Executive Teresa Cope confirmed a range of options are being considered to ensure those living in the area continue to receive GP care. But non-executive director Nigel Woods questioned whether now was the time for change. It seems to me that there's anecdotal evidence, more than anecdotal evidence, to say that not all is well within the GP community. Mm. And, you know, we are talking about spending quite a lot of money looking at how we handle primary care at scale going forward. Money that we can't necessarily afford to spend but can we not afford to spend it? Mm-hmm. So there's a real tension there. Mm-hmm. And, and is this a time to be perhaps pausing the concept of primary care at scale and going back to basics and saying, how do we work with our GP community? How do we work with our primary care at scale community rather than rushing headlong into a transformation phase that says, this is how we're going to do it? You know, do we need to pause? and and look at this uh, whole situation and go back to basics and say, where are we? We know we're short on GPs. Um, We know we want to decentralise away from nobles. But getting that baseline strategy is absolutely key, I think. Director of Nursing Paul Moore disagrees. He'd like to see change accelerated. A model of general practice that owes its origins to the 1940s is not going to be the solution for us. We have to think differently now, and, and I'm quite sure, given what's going on in Balasala and the, the appetite for thinking differently and remodelling, using a much wider multidisciplinary team coordinated out of hopes will make primary care more, much more accessible for the people who need it. OK, that's Paul Moore talking about it. So what do you think? Uh, right, uh, David's with us now first. Hi, David. Hi, Randy. Uh, sorry to me, it's a bridge too far. I listened this morning to the MLC saying about um, reinstating the bridge of St. John's and Glen May there. And I believe that, I'm sure that in back of my mind, it was something like 1.2 million on that, which was allocated to the DOI budget. But when Mr. Krugel got in as minister, it was only a short period, but that was great. What he did, he reviewed all the policies and the one on the bridges was, it was a nice to do, but not at this time. So I, I'm sure it was put on the shelf, which is a nice to do in the future. And that's what I'd say to people out there. We need a straw poll on this for these politicians to wake up and say, where are we going to get the money? Or uh, Thomas is going to get the money for the extra for the landing stage. And we want the horse trams to go to the sea terminal. There's extra money going to be wanted there. We've got, if you look at the holes and the pavements, and never mind the housing and the airport he's in his portfolio, he'll be stupid to say 
to agree to having that done. Well, it, does, actually, it doesn't seem to have grabbed the public's attention. There are certain things that are proposed that cost money that people buy into, and you've got the yep. weight of public opinion behind you. Now, I'm not saying, you know, the, the, the pro-people for it, the, the, the kind of proactive travel people will say, this is just <laughs> anti-cyclist. So, I mean, where do you, where do you, I mean, there is there public weight of opinion behind this? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so at the beginning. I was certainly uh, not behind it when the, when the scheme came up. It was after I'd got out. Like, But when you're a politician, you need to look at what you've got, what you've been allocated money from Treasury from. And I would think the Treasury Minister would say, what's going on here? Okay, okay it's, it's a committee recommendation, but you don't have to take it. It could be on a nice shelf, as they say, in the Treasury Department or the DOI. It's when things get a little bit better, you can pull it off the shelf and do it. And we will not get any contractor on the island to make the bridge. The bridge will be, or the bridges will be done across and shipped in. There'll be minor works on it. And you're not talking about a few thousand quid here. We're talking about, well, I think it was one and a half million, I think, off the top of my head, but I stand to be corrected. But maybe it's a time that the public said to uh, yourself and Al Manx Radio, and the politicians would listen to say, if we had money to spare, where would you put it? You know? Well, we'll right. see. Okay, thanks for calling today. Good to hear from you. And Julian's with us now. Hi, Julian. Hi, Andy. Uh, yeah, there's a few other practicalities that come to mind about um, doing that. Um, I mean, I've walked all the way around, and when you go from, say, the Peel Strait section up over to the the, the north of Peel bit and then past the old uh, railway station there and then all the way up to Kurt Michael. It's like a quagmire when it's raining, so it's not just the bridges. It's going to be an awful lot of work. I mean, they've done a lovely job on, on the, the other sections, you know, between Douglas and Peel, but what's the cost of getting all that path ready for everyone that wants to do it? And then once you get up north of Solby, you're going to have to go on the main road, aren't you? Because you've got, I think it's Balafrog or whatever it's called, great name, but all that's shut off. And then I think you've got a house a bit further north that blocks you from the last bit of Ramsey. So are they going to be, if, if, the, if their intention is to have loads of cyclists, are they going to start putting like cycle lanes on the, on the main road north of Solby and things like that? Well, uh, again, I go back to the question. Do you think public opinion is behind it? It's just the practicalities of it, and I love the idea of it. But there's there's a hell, there's like a list of ten miles long of priorities before that kind of money gets thrown at that. There's so many things that need to be done. Um, unfortunately, it'd be, in, a, in a perfect world, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, there's um, there's a wish list, but that's a wish list thing. Whereas the, the other things are like real priority, like you know, emergency, pretty much. Okay. Um, just wanted to mention. The UK Health Security Agency, or the UKHSA, has got a new publication out. Um, if anyone searches for it online, it's um, easy to look for. UKHSA, number needed to vaccinate. Um, and that term is used to indicate how many people theoretically need to have a vaccination to prevent one person from going to hospital with a, a COVID infection. Now, an example from this is on page 10 of this new report. Um, and in the 40 to 49 age group who aren't at risk, it's indicating almost a million people would need to be jabbed to prevent one hospitalisation. 
So a million people need to be jabbed for one person to be saved from hospital. However, Vaccine Journal, which is one of the largest um, journals to do with this type of thing, have got a peer-reviewed study from Stanford University who are saying that the rate of serious adverse events is at least 1,250 per million or one in 800 people. So if, you're, if you've got almost a million people in the 40 to 49 age group to save one from hospitalization, vaccine journals indicating you'd also have 1,250 adverse events at least. And the other interesting bit on that report, on page three of that report, it indicates that people who haven't had any vaccinations up to 40 years old have a one in one million chance of hospitalization due to a COVID infection. So you've got a one in one million chance if you get COVID up to the age of 40 and it extends up to about 13 per million when you go over 70 and then it goes to about 50, I think. What was the first up. reference? What, what was the first source, did you say, Julian? This is the UK HSA, or Health Security Agency, who's yeah. the one that's been doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, number needed to vaccinate. Okay. And it's the first thing that comes up, and you'll see it comes up, Appendix 1. Number needed. And then you'll see it says estimated number to, needed to vaccinate. Okay. All right. That's great, Julian. Thanks for uh, putting that to us today. All right. Have a good day now. Thanks. All the best to you. Cheers. Cheers now. Uh, let's go to uh, Howard uh, on now. Hi, Howard. Hi, Randy. Yes, the uh, the vaccination, there's another one with statistics where they can juggle them about to make it suit the heads. Um, but uh, what I, t- I was trying to get on earlier on, but unable to. Um, the people are suggesting this, uh, I don't know what they call them, a committee, the Active Travel Committee. Um, they put the forward that they're going to construct the bridges, Glen Willen. That's, a, that's one of the largest bridges that was ever on the railway lines. It's about four um, turrets. They took the bridge down many, many years ago, and the one at Peel. Now, they were quoting just over a million. Sounded nice. But then Tim Krukow come in when they had a change of government and the chief minister. Uh, and he was with Treasury. But his quote was closer to 1.8 million. So you can guarantee by the time they'd finished, it'd be over 2 million pounds to put two bridges up. Now that's only the construction of the bridges. They have to have an annual maintenance, annual checks for safety. And then as that chap that was on a minute ago said, the areas are in places like quagmires. Now, I've, um, I've just been doing the bikes this morning because the great-grandson's got a cycling proficiency test. But um, we used to use the Peel one, and it was very good. But they had these harebrained schemes of putting boxes of spanners and bicycle pumps and everything along there. And the last time I used it, the spanners and everything were gone, the pumps were broken, and they were just generally vandalized. And this is the sort of people that they're encouraging and going to spend nearly two or more than two million pounds on uh, so they can get a nice little run through on a bike or walk. And um, you you wonder what planet they're living on. Is it a committee that's in there that are coming up with these harebrained schemes just to warrant their existence? The Environment and Infrastructure Policy Review Committee on Active Travel, it is. Uh, well, they can call themselves what they like. It's, uh, <laughs> I won't go down that road. But um, 
the DOI. We all know what that stands for. Well, let's just get it straight, Howard. You're not anti-bicycle, are you? No, I've got one in the, um, here outside the house at the moment. I've got one for myself and another one that I use as a, an extra that I bought from hospice. So no, far from it being anti-biking. Um, but you've got to be sensible about these things. Because you like uh, Formula One racing cars, you don't go out and buy, um, you know, Formula One racing, a car. You don't go out. And they're talking about active travel. And that was a good question you asked earlier. Can somebody ring up who cycles from Ramsey or prepared to cycle from Ramsey on the railway track all the way through into St. John's and then through to Douglas? And the same going home at night. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I'm not being flippant about it. I would love no. to know if anybody... And remember, years ago, people did use to cycle to and from work. It was very common uh, before people started getting money about them to be able to buy vehicles. People did cycle from here to there. So this is nothing new. This It's just that it hasn't come back into fashion, Howard. No, but what they, they cycled short distances. They didn't cycle... That would be about 17 miles now, are you prepared uh, to cycle 17 miles in foul weather on um, a track and get into work where they possibly uh, providing showers or not? You'd have to clean up before you went and worked in the office unless you wanted to win like Wurzel Gummidge. And, you know, then it's the same going home. It's going to take you a couple of hours to get home. So you've got to be sensible about this. It is for leisure. But putting the two million pound two bridges there, uh, they've done a perfectly adequate. Now I was sceptical, and I'm, I'll stand corrected on this. I wondered why they were putting the traffic lights at Quarter Bridge, and that was all part of the Heritage Trail. Now, the number of people coming from the NSC through there and going through to Union Mills, etc. Yes, because it's flat. But um, going up through to Ramsey, anywhere like that, the island is not uh, suitable for active travel for going back and forwards to work. Okay. And, you know, you, you, you talk about increasing the um, the time that you, before you get your pension. You're going to have people 67, 70 cycling to work? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Thanks, Howard. Take care. All right. Bye Good to It's 23 minutes before one. Uh, and, and genuinely, I'd like to know if you know somebody or indeed you cycle to and from your place of work and you consider it a relatively meaty distance, maybe two, three, four, five, six miles. I'd love to know how many people do this. Again, it's not flippant. I'd just like to know some numbers as to, or maybe you know somebody who cycles a good distance to and from work, and they've done it for a while. Text, email, call, WhatsApp. You can call 661368. A note in from Wayne who said, can I just say to the people who've been dropping litter on uh, just below Douglas Head on Fortan Road for the past few days, get a life. You have noticed this. Uh, for the past couple of days, we've had uh, on the opposite side of the road, so not uh, not on the seaward side, uh, people have been dropping fast food cartons. And there must be a couple of cars who demand nothing more out of life than dropping litter after they've had their KFC or the McDonald's. Well done. I hope you're proud. Plum Master, we're plumber shop. For supplies, we've got the lot. Ramsey Douglas, come on down. Plum Master, the best around. Gas boilers, pipes and taps. Bathroom fitting, stylish rats. Plum Master, have all in store and deliver to your door.
For trade and DIY plumbing supplies, visit Plummaster at Haldane Fisher in Douglas and Ramsey. Plummaster, your local, reliable, competitive plumbing supplier. I had amazing service from the Guernsey Bank Skipton International this week. It's not often you get to speak to a real human. Their follow-up was fantastic, and switching my savings account was so easy and quick. Is that why you chose Skipton? No, I saw how competitive their savings rates are, so I gave them a call on 01481 730 730. Turns out it was easier than I thought to move my account to Skipton. Skipton International is licensed to take deposits by the Guernsey Financial Services Commission and is a participant in the Guernsey Banking Deposit Compensation Scheme. Details at dcs.gg. Terms and conditions apply. We're off on another trip to our historic radio ship, the Ross Revenge, for another Caroline North. We're playing the best music from the 60s, 70s, 80s and into the 90s. We got some lovely chocolates to give away from Thornton's and France and a bottle of wine. And we're sponsored this time by Felix Stowe Offshore Radio. Join us this weekend at Radio Caroline North, live from the Ross Revenge and Manx Radio. Radio Caroline North, back on 648 and 1368 AM. The Man in Line, daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio. Thank you, Neil on 111, who said, I fully support anything that'll insist with more cycling. I'm 52 and recently started cycling again. Riding on the Heritage Trail is lovely. To have more of that will be great. We hear so much about the millions being spent on big-ticket projects, but this is actually a real benefit to people on the ground, says Neil. Here's a message in uh, from Jason saying, reinstated the bridges is the best idea the government could complete. It's not just about active travel, but about being active. If the people who were whinging got off their backsides and be active, maybe there wouldn't be such a dependency on doctors, nurses and the hospital. Safe place to exercise, full steam ahead, says Jason, 168. Uh, do you know, says Lynn, uh, does anybody know if MHKs have a duty to respond or at least acknowledge receipt of correspondence from the public? Maybe their assistants could acknowledge. I've emailed the chief constable before Christmas, but don't have a reply. Emailed Laurie Hooper and I didn't get a response. Uh, thank you, Lynn. Have you sent it at least half a dozen times? You may, uh, may could be some uh, email glitch here, there and everywhere. But uh, normally you do get uh, responses from um, uh, politicians, in fact, a lot of them are, are back within hours normally. But Lynn, uh, thank you for that. I don't know of any statutory responsibility uh, to respond, but I would imagine they've got their own protocols by which they'll adhere to and that they will respond. But it's unusual that politicians don't get in, in touch or even acknowledge. Thank you, Lynn. I've just Googled the drug problem in Amsterdam, says 333. They do have a problem. Uh, Legalising cannabis, says Jan, is the only way to stop criminals corrupting children and vulnerable adults, says uh, Jan. Uh, so um, just one thought, Jan. Lots of people contend that cannabis is a gateway drug. So if we legalise cannabis, do we have to legalise anything else? Just a thought. Thank you, Jan126. Appreciate it. Here, here's a message in that just says, I've seen four bikes on the cycle lane on Paul Rose Bridge. Also seen six cyclists on the road next to the cycle lane on Paul Rose Bridge. Uh, Mike emailed in from Laxing. Had an appointment at Ballasalla Medical Centre this morning. Went well. Only four or five people waiting to be seen. Texter 
one, two, one. Uh, I use the Paul Rose Bridge on my bike, says Phil. I wonder if that person who made the comment about never seeing a cyclist has ever been on a bike themselves. Active travel, as in cycling, walking, getting out of the big shiny car, helps you keep healthier and therefore keeps you out of the doctor's surgery. I think Rob Mercer is a keen cyclist and he looks very healthy, says Phil. Uh, I don't think um, uh, Dan's uh, pit bike club will like more people being on the old railway tracks as it's their playground. And the prom, of course, isn't finished yet. Texter 775. I've tried to call and I've been told that you text instead, um, says Kenny. Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, there we are. Uh, why did Manx Radio refuse the FOI request about staffing levels? I thought you approved of transparency and accountability. Uh, thank you, Kenny. Um, uh, well, I believe, although it's uh, way above my level of responsibility, that um, Max Radio is um, complying with a, a, an FOI request. That's what we hear. It is complying with their FOI request. But, Kenny, thanks for that. Uh, Manx Care will not rest until GP practices are made private, says Terry. Depends what you mean by private. Remember, they are businesses now. The only thing that's kind of nationalised is the patients. GP practices have contracts and get paid uh, by the work that they do. Heritage Bridges improvements. How about making safe routes to school a priority? In Peel, hundreds of children cross a major road that has no zebra crossing. South Peel to cloth workers and QE2. How unsafe is that? Text to 945. Uh, your political genius has just hit the nail on the head. Nice to have things and their costs. Maybe proves my point on builders, says Fran. You're always hinting at this, Fran. Come on, I'm sure you have inside uh, information, but you're just not giving it us, Fran. Why? There are moments in Key's questions when the press bench sit up, lick their pencils and turn to a fresh page. That's right. It is what's happening at Nobles Hospital. More parking tickets were issued at Nobles last month than in the last three years. I'm not joking. Manx Care confirmed it's been working with the DOI to crack down on dangerous parking at the hospital. So why has the enforcement been stepped up now? Why now? In 2020, there were 30 parking tickets issued. In 2021, there were 36 parking tickets issued. In 2022, there were 75 parking tickets issued. And in January 2023, there were 144 parking tickets. Came off the back of a Jason Morehouse inquiry about parking tickets issued at Nobles Hospital. It's a touchy subject, as arriving at Nobles usually means someone has a medical problem. It seems, though, at crowded times, some people have been leaving their cars where they shouldn't, on double yellow lines, for instance. As you have heard, numbers penalised have risen faster than the Artemis space rocket. So I asked Infrastructure Minister Chris Thomas to explain. DHSC asked the Department of Infrastructure to work with it to put in place a parking order about how the car park is used up at Nobles Hospital back in 2019. There was um, overuse of the car park and people were parking on yellow lines. Well, there was a claim that people were using it as long-term parking They're going into town after parking in Nobles. Was there proof of that? Was it happening? We, we have an investigation that thoroughly.
thoroughly. There isn't any um, great use of buses at commuter times to go from the car park to, to, to Douglas, say. But in, in part, we wouldn't know that in any case because we don't have what's called a tap-in, tap-off system on our buses. You know, the people who are commuting every day might well have um, period cards. So there's no great evidence of that. No, this was about dangerous parking, parking on double yellow lines. And basically, when you pass your test, you do understand that uh, it's dangerous to park on double yellow lines. That's why they're double yellow. So this was regular enforcement using standard parking tickets of dangerous parking. There are other parking areas. I think there's one across the road. What you're saying to people is don't just give up when you can't go in the main car park. Look for somewhere that probably will be somewhere. And we have an excellent bus service. I so think about using the bus and we've got good drop-off facilities. So try to get people to drop you off if, that, if you've got special needs and so on. And finally, um, there are great pa patient transfer systems in place as well. So we've got to put it in, in the overall context and obviously apologies to everybody who's got that parking Yes, you can ticket. understand people getting, say, I'm ill, I need treatment, and what do I get? A parking ticket. Yeah, yeah, real, real, real sorry for all the victims in this, but ultimately the DHSE that asked us to put in place the parking order and has asked us to work with them to extend it to include the main road up to the front door, I believe, you know, wanted to make sure that there was proper use of the car park and you can't just leave your car on a double yellow line without consequences. So what's going to happen? Have you, had been, have you been nicked uh, parking at Nobles Hospital on the double yellow lines? How do you feel about it? And do you think this is only leading one way, and that will be to paying for parking at Nobles Hospital? Any thoughts? And uh, are you now using the uh, the uh, standby car park by Vagabonds Rugby Club, the overspill? Are you using that rather than the one in front of the hospital? And really, do we have a right to expect free parking at Nobles Hospital? Is it something that we should be accepting or is the inevitable only going to happen look what happened at the airport Crossroads, I love man. Care first. Crossroads have been providing services to local carers and people with care needs for over 30 years as the leading provider of support for carers on the island our services are all about improving the lives of carers and giving them a break from caring visit crossroadsiom.org for more information You're in the car and you've been circling the car park for what feels like forever. No spaces in sight and the queues are backing up behind you. Then out of the corner of your eye, you spot someone with shopping walking towards you. They gesture that their car is right next to you and the only space is now yours. Woohoo! This is how it feels when you save over £500 versus MT with our broadband home phone and mobile bundle. Start saving at Shaw.com. T's and C's apply. When old man winter comes to town. Warm, welcoming, wonderful winter. The time to cosy up at home. And best of all, time for the winter sale at Millie Chaps of Ramsey. From furniture to beds, bedding and flooring, you'll find all your favourite brands at prices that will warm your heart and your pocket. Sale now on. Don't miss out. The winter sale at Millie Chaps of Ramsey. It's what winter was invented for. When old man winter comes to town. We make oil heating easy with our range of services. Whether it's our free smart tank monitoring systems or just our efficient all-island deliveries, Ellen Vanning Fuels has it covered. Call us on 844 treble to find out more. 
Have you got the greatest love story ever told? Nominate your one love on the Manx Radio website and on Valentine's Day we could be surprising them with a bouquet of red roses. And a Love IOM gift card with £150 to spend at participating island businesses. Entries close at midnight on Sunday. So nominate your one love and let your heart win with your nation station, Manx Radio. The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio from midday till one, Monday to Friday. A note in from Dougie. Thank you, Dougie, who just said, surely we need a bit of vision from our politicians. We shouldn't be making these railway bridges for cycles. We should be future-proofing them and making sure they can take trams. We have the track bed. We have the infrastructure. There may be some changes that have to be made, but we can get by them. And if we're going to have green public transport, we need electric trams on the Isle of Man. And how could we pay for it? Well, we're being promised billions by Kroger and their gas maybe that's the way if we are to transition to a green future that's the way to do it says Dougie is to use the money from Kroger to build a light railway system around the Isle of Man hey presto we can have cheap warm convenient public transport on a light rail system imagine going on a tram from Ramsey to Peel or to St John's or through to Douglas or the other way round uh, the coast and also a note in from G who just says again perhaps the Kroger billions could build the bridges and provide a light railway link between towns well if they are promising billions and it is a transition to the future is it worth considering do we know if anybody on the Isle of Man is collecting to help uh, the poor people in Turkey and Syria? Surely these folk need help uh, too. We've been trying to find out, and the latest we got, I think, was Rotary were collecting. I think they may have been collecting, but we haven't yet, and we're trying to reach out. And this is, if you can help us, then it will be terrific. We're trying to reach out to the Turkish community uh, on the Isle of Man just to see if we can have uh, 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 the benefit of their perspective on what's happening in Turkey. So if indeed you are Turkish or you know somebody who's Turkish, please get in touch with Manx Radio. We'd just like to get uh, uh, your view on what is happening in Turkey. Uh, but thanks to uh, 775, I've only seen one cyclist on uh, the lane at Paul Rose replacing a very busy traffic lane with a huge unused cycle lane. Seems crazy. Text to 753 because it's at the traffic lights, it's causing delays and inconvenience. Strikes me as a dangerous junction for cyclists the way they've done it. There's so much more traffic crossing their lane. Cyclists and government spending. OK, let the cyclists contribute towards the upkeep of their roads. Road tax for cyclists over the age of 16, perhaps, says Pete. Uh, what about insurance for cyclists as well? The track bed to Ramsey was recently still intact. The Victorian land drains were destroyed by some improvements. They simply need clearing. There will be no problem, says 557. And in parts, the sleepers can still be seen. Uh, that's John. Uh, for uh, just a quick word, by the way, uh, that on the 24th of February, uh, the COVID-19 booster programmes come to an end. The autumn booster programme 2022 will close and the COVID-19 vaccinations for 16 to 49 year olds not in a clinical risk group will end. 
Uh, there is uh, a session today for 12s and over, by the way, at Ramsey Cottage Hospital between 2 and 4.30. That's today at Ramsey Cottage Hospital between 2 and 4.30. And tons more messages in um, uh, today. Lots of people talking about the GPs and also talking about the travel. Uh, they're not allowing a healthy under-50s from the, uh, they are not now allowing healthy underfitters from having a COVID jab to stop one person going to hospital, uh, says this correspondent, 488. 1,200 healthy people will end up in hospital. Well, that's your opinion, uh, 488. Thank you for that. We got no verification on that. That was just an SMS that came through. Uh, are we interviewing any of the wannabe MLCs on Man in Line? says Claire. Well, we will only interview people if we can interview everybody. So if every uh, if every MLC um, agrees to come on, and uh, once we know who they all are, then perhaps that's something we'll look at. I don't know what your thought. Would you like to quiz an MLC on Man in Line? Is it uh, anything? What would you ask them? Scrutiny. Legislation. Policy. What would you like to know about the MLCs? If they encourage active travel, why don't they look at areas that already already relatively well used and improve them? Text to 464, thank you, Bala Fletcher Road. If it had better lighting and a smoother payment, lots more would walk. Bala Fletcher Road is an easy distance from Douglas uh, to Braddon and to the noble site where many of us work. Surely start with Bala Fletcher Road. I would quite, this is Dave, 879, I'd quite happily cycle Ramsey to Douglas on my e-bike, e-bike and would barely break a sweat. I doubt it would take much longer than driving and sitting in traffic. There are lots of offices with changing facilities and also some hubs in town. I would do it every day in winter. But an e-bike makes it no harder than a moped or a scooter. I wouldn't do it over the mountain for safety reasons or the coast road, but I would use the planned trail if it would be attractive. If people have never ridden an e-bike and think it's normal cycling, they should try one. Perhaps this is the e-bike revolution. And perhaps, just like many companies and firms are urged to give discounts and provide them often uh, free of charge, to employees, maybe this is something we could use our future millions for, giving everybody a free e-bike. Is that the way? If you had a free e-bike, would you use it more? If you take the cost element out of it, and you didn't have to shell out any of your own money, if the government said, you know, if you apply for an e-bike or you get a tax credit, whatever it is, you get a free e-bike, would that, would that make it more attractive for you to cycle further. Perhaps you have to buy your own cycle helmet. Maybe you have to pay some insurance. But would a free e-bike actually clinch it for you? I'd like to know, one, two, three, how many government workers, MHKs and MLCs cycle to work? Or do they cycle as part of their work? Perhaps that's something we need to know. My friend used to cycle from Peel to Oncombe for work. It didn't take her too long, I forgot exactly, but she used to take the kids to school and then head off. 
she no longer lives on the island, but uh, she will probably be still doing it if she lived here. But she didn't do it if the weather was bad. Text her 287 if you cycle or you know somebody who cycles to work. What's the furthest anybody cycles to work on the Isle of Man? I'd love to know. That's it. Thanks to Chris on the phones today. W-I-N-T.